Yo, Sebastian, finally, man, got together, uh, made this work. Uh, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth time the charm to uh, put our calendars together. Glad to have you here on the podcast. Uh, how you doing, man? Rob, what's up, dog? It's great to be here, bro. Thanks for having me, man. Nice, nice. You know, it's when you know you're a podcast. You're with a podcaster when the the audio is so crisp, man. Like you're here, <laughs> you got all be. the goods. Yeah, it man, absolutely should be. Exactly. Well, uh, glad to have you here. Um, for those of you that, for the folks out there that may not have come across your content yet, I don't know how they haven't. But uh, quick intro. Uh, tell us about yourself, what you do, your different content, and uh, you know the things that you're doing out there uh, in person and and virtual everywhere. Absolutely. So I, my primary focus is podcasting. So I help marketers, entrepreneurs, business owners, marketing teams, uh, corporate teams uh, go from idea to iTunes in 90 days or less, or, you know, Apple podcast, as they would call it. I don't know. They change the name often on here, but uh, we got an agency and studio down here in Miami, been at the podcasting game for about six years now, helping folks start their podcast and then also continue uh, with, uh, you know, continue with it. So we support them with ongoing production, uh, et cetera. And then my personal brand, um, I, I speak, I write books and I consult on the topic of storytelling specifically with podcasting. So I host uh, three shows of my own or actually two shows of my own, one for a media outlet out of New York called Grit Daily. It's called the Grit Daily Startup. They cover the world of startup uh, and a lot of blockchain technology companies um, that are coming on the horizon. So that's been a fun project to kind of, to, uh, you know, expand my my net a little bit within the podcasting space of not just hosting shows, but hosting shows that aren't actually mine that we've been able to partner up on and do some really cool stuff with. So yeah, I, you know, storyteller, content creator. I've uh, been at this thing for about 12 years now. I started my first company, Social Buzz TV, in 2010. Met Gary V shortly thereafter, and he just inevitably, you know, changed my changed changed the complete trajectory of my life and what mm -hmm. I was doing. I read his first book and uh, was able to successfully figure out how to build a brand and make money doing it. I had, I built it from nothing. Like I went from nothing to something, uh, which is, you know, pretty remarkable and not hard to, not so hard to do these days, but I, I got halfway into it and realized, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to manage people. So I don't care about your Facebook page or your Twitter account. Like that's your problem. I, but I knew there was more there. I knew there was something that I actually needed to do to be able to contribute to the world because I knew more than most. And I was able to find my way to that in 2016 and that's where the podcast launch lab was born and i was able to stay within the social media space still continuing to maintain my personal brand as an author speaker moderator uh and, and consultant and not leave not have to leave the social media space and you know on to the next thing we're seeing a lot of that now with web3 and nfts and everyone's yep. an nft expert now i want to <laughs> stay in my i want to stay in my lane of podcasting i podcast about interesting individuals i tell stories uh and i have I host interesting conversations and the goal of the NFT podcast, nftsucks.co, uh, uh, shameless plug. There it is. is. Yeah. It's for me to learn about the world of NFTs, but I was also part of the Twitter spaces spark program for the past 90 days. So we had 120 creators in that program and we were, um, we were contracted to host two spaces a week. So I was like, why not launch a podcast? So I did that, was able to connect with some really cool people within the NFT space, doing some really cool stuff, whether it's creators, whether it's artists, whether whatever it may be, and really unpacking what's going on with all of this. So it was a two pronged approach. Number one, I'm educating myself about something that most of us know nothing all about, nothing yep. about. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, connecting with some incredible individuals. So all needless to say, all in with the world of podcast, Casting, um, it's cool. definitely become my life's work, Rob. I, I wake up every yeah. day and I say, you know, I do this for free if money didn't exist, but right. thank God it does. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, I've known you as the, the guy for podcasting, like to learn anything around podcasting. You obviously have been doing this for a long time.
time. Um, how did you get into podcasting? How did you like, why podcasting anyway? Like why not video or blogging or, you too know, much work, too, too much, much work, work. Just, too much work, yeah. just like way, to talk, right? Just like, just talk is easier. Way, way too much work. Well, one of the things was, is that I, 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 I was like, there's gotta be more here. Like these mm-hmm. social media companies are popping up all over the place. Like, and I, I'm not, I'm not here to be part of the crowd. I'm here to separate myself from the crowd and mm. blaze a new trail of something that's already there. Right. And it was 2016 that I continued to have this nudge. I had two nudges. One nudge was in 2015. And well, even since the beginning of, of launching social buzz TV was like, there's some, there's some drastic changes that need to be made as far as improving the character of who I was as a human being, because what I was building would inevitably tumble and fail miserably if I continued on the same path. And it was really all rooted. If we go from a, from a personal side of the fence for a second, it was really all rooted in a lack of self-love for myself and a lack of belief in what I was actually doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand the power in loving myself and I didn't understand the power in believing in myself. And I surely didn't understand the power of being able to step into my power so that I could best serve people at my highest version of myself. And through much discovery and much curiosity, I was able to go through that healing path of becoming who I needed to be, learning how to love myself. And then also believe it's like one thing after another, you learn to love yourself. Then you start to believe in yourself. Then you step into your power. Then other people see it, feel it. They're exposed to it. And other people's lives are changed and we don't have to do anything about it except make sure we're showing up as the best version of ourselves every single day. So when I came out of that in 2016, was a crazy year. I, I took a you know, unplanned sabbatical and really did some deep work on myself. And by the end of the summer that year in September, I'd said, okay, we, we've gone through the, the thick of it. Okay. Yep. It's time to dust yourself off and get mm-hmm. back into reality. It's very tough to do inner work and work on yourself and stay on your everyday grind of what it is. It just doesn't work out that way, but the world provides the opportunity for you to be able to, I don't know how I made it to 2016. I just did. And I did a tremendous amount of work and what was on the other side of that was completely remarkable. So I woke up one day and I was like, okay, we went through all this. Let's get back in the game. We're not doing social buzz TV as much anymore let's start to phase it out if it's Mm -hmm. not a if it's not an absolute yes astounding yes it's a no all day long that's the new rule so i got up and i got up one morning and decided i was going to go over to a co-working space and i was going to rent a desk and i was going to say listen i'll record my podcast here just give me one of those desks it doesn't the desks are there anyway it's 200 bucks a month we'll do a trade and i did a lot of those things hi hannity we did a lot of those things and and um they bid on this. So I had a desk and then I ran into an old friend that had an internet radio station or internet radio show. And I'm like, what the hell is that? She goes, Oh, it's an internet radio show. And it gets like, I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm confused. There's a better way. You know, you could start a podcast. She's like, I don't know how to start a podcast. Can you help me start a podcast? And Rob, when I tell you some, there's sometimes there's just some, there's some incredibly um, impactful words that people say to you that forever change the trajectory of your path. And that was one of those conversations. I never ended up helping her start a podcast. We got a microphone. We actually dated for a couple of months, oddly (laughs) enough, but I never, uh, I, I never helped her start a podcast, but she was the catalyst for that to begin because the second she asked me that question i'll never forget it we were in the elevator i was walking her down to her car as she finished her her internet radio show and um 
I went back upstairs and I, I, the desk that I had bartered, I sat down and I took out a sheet of paper and I wrote podcast launch lab, a turnkey podcast launch solution for marketers and entrepreneurs to go from idea to iTunes in 90 days or less by starting a podcast. And we'll, we'll charge 2,500 bucks to get them started in this program. And then we'll charge them 500 bucks a month ongoing and continue to produce the show. And that's what we're going to do. And this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to phase all the old work out and we're going to focus on the new work. And as much resistance as I got, people telling me nobody listens to podcasts. Nobody cares about podcasts. There's not enough of a market to podcast. There's always going to be noise and there's always going to be resistance against in on the unknown and the unknown is podcasting. I might've heard one. I might not have heard one. It was invented in 2002. It got popular in 2008. It faded out and then gained some momentum again in 2016. And now I firmly believe that it's here to stay and it's replacing radio. But back mm -hmm. then I was beating a drum that was incredibly hard to beat because people would say, I don't know about this. And a confused mind will always say no, but I knew in my heart of hearts, I believe that that, that God creates the desires of our heart, both in life and in business. And my desire was to make a, an astounding impact on this planet. And I was going to do that through means of podcasting. And, you know, it, it's crazy how the, per, you know, who, who we are in business is who we are uh, in, 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 in our personal lives too. And I think people sometimes confuse all of that. But one of the first things Gary ever taught me was that authenticity trumps likability and i never ever mm. ever forgot that and i stayed committed to myself and the people that i'm able to serve and anybody that's in my life that i will remain 100 authentic and transparent maybe a little too authentic and transparent sometimes you know i cuss i, I cuss a lot but i love jesus yeah um, uh, <laughs> you know who said that, that to me the other day at, at social media marketing world jessica stansberry so oh, yeah. funny. It's a, yeah, it's, 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 I love Jesus, but I cuss a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's a hashtag disclosure on here. But once I arrived in a place that I knew this is it, and this is the trail, and I'm going to go, and it was, you know, it's the normal entrepreneur journey of everything new. 90% of things are going to fail. So what those one 10% things that, are, that, that'll, that, that will succeed, what are those? Those are usually a product of staying the course. Those are usually a product of doing the work, staying committed to the work, doing what you say you're going to do, when you say you're going to do it. You know, I firmly believe that how you do one thing is how you do everything. And, and, and that's in life. That's in business. That's in you running the gamut on figuring out, you know, this whole navigating through this whole human experience that we all get to do. But over the past, I guess, gosh, it was 2016. We yep. really started to gain some momentum in 2018. So I guess it's been a good solid almost four years that I've been full time wow. podcasting, hosting uh, beyond the story, which is my main podcast. And that's my, that's my foot in the door. That's my main, yeah. if I want to sell you something, if I want to get on your stage, if I want to meet you, if I just want to tell your story beyond the story gets me in the, in the door. I mean, everybody, you're on the gamut. Everybody's been on this show over the past, yeah. you know, and I've renamed it three times. It finally became beyond the story four years, four or five years ago. And I kept that name, but, um, I kept all the old episodes because I had, you know, Mari Smith back in 2011. I've had Gary on multiple times. All Mike the players, Smith right? Yeah. On. Yeah. Everybody that I looked up to as I was, mm -hmm. you know, building this whole thing uh, were, were part of that process. But Beyond the Story is my main podcast to, to get my foot in the door and to meet new people. And when I meet interesting creators or people that are doing interesting things, I'm like, let's get you on the podcast. And more times yeah. than not, once I get them on the podcast and I interview them and make it all about them and have conversations about them, if there's anything, if there's any, even a remotely close interest in starting a podcast yeah i say hey rob when are you starting a podcast you're like you know what i've already you know i've been thinking about it i just you know is that what you do i actually need your help let's schedule a call and more times than not i'm able to convert my podcast guests into agency clients here at the podcast launch up which i think is just incredible in addition to meeting new people getting on new stages creating additional content so i, I feel that it's important for me to be a practitioner 
when selling someone a service absolutely of what i'm actually doing who am i to absolutely. sell you a podcast absolutely. launch solution and I if don't you don't have, have a podcast, podcast. Right, yeah right yeah I yeah two, exactly I may, I may have too many now yeah <laughs> no man no this, this is great you know, um i i am seeing that there is quite a interest in podcasts again you said that it is like it's probably i don't know what came for i'm sure blogging came first but it's probably almost as old as blogging maybe not but i feel yeah, like it, podcasting it has been around for a long time right it definitely has 2002 you know it was originally created to be played on an ipod hence the iPod, word pod yeah. cast to be casted on an ipod not to be used with an ipad or an iphone we were like some <laughs> kind of animals we had a separate device called ipad an ipod that we had to plug into our computer and download our music and oh podcast, man i uh, remember those I, I actually listened this. to I actually listened to Gary's first book. I actually I was I'll never forget. I was so broke I couldn't buy the book, and my buddy let me borrow his Audible, and I downloaded the file and somehow got it into my iTunes, and I listened to it on my iPod, iPod every yeah. single morning. Uh, I'm grateful for that iPod. Man, I remember I remember winning an iPod when I was still working. I was working at PayPal for a while, and I won an iPod Nano. Man, I was like, man, this is like hit the oh, lottery. That was a color screen, right? The yeah, man. Screen. I was like, oh, this is so cool. I can put like you know MP3 files and stuff. Anyways, yeah. yeah so so it's like it feels like it's like uh, you know like fashion, like retros coming back. Like I feel like everybody's gravitating to podcasts. I don't know what it is. Like you know, one thing that I'm thinking about is like, obviously, I'm very much in the video space and YouTube and stuff where attention span is so quick, like, like, yep. you know, you create a YouTube video, because you want to make sure people watch, you know, as much of it, and like, you got to deliver hit it, like really quick, go to the next video. But I think a lot of creators are gravitating to podcasts, because they can like, kind of sit back and have deeper conversations and like, actually have some more like meaningful conversations and, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes, sometimes over hour, of like content where they can just like relax and unpack a thought versus like, all right, this is what you can do. Like step one, two, three, and then like, all right, see you guys in the next video, you know? So what do you, what do you think like podcast is coming back or sort of making another run, you know, to be, you know, the, everybody's gravitating to creating podcasts. Like I'm seeing all the big video creators, all like Colin and Samir, these guys, like everybody's going into podcasting. So what's your theory, man? Why is it, why is it picking up again? I just think it's the way we consume content. I think that, you know, first of all, YouTube is very hard. It's very hard as yeah. a YouTube creator. If you've been thinking about starting a YouTube channel, just be, just be ready for hard work because mm -hmm. it takes mm -hmm. grit. It takes talent. It takes hard work and it takes feeding into what YouTube wants, not what you want. That's very difficult for some people. YouTube's the hardest piece of content that I've created ever that I create on a daily basis. And I'm yeah. not as consistent as I can be because the best part about YouTube is that your channel continues to grow and you continue to get paid. If you don't post new content, the worst part is your channel continues to grow. If you don't post new content and you still get paid. So, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a challenging process, but once you get those first couple phone calls and sales calls from your YouTube channel, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's game on, but it's good. Yeah. I think it's the way we consume content. I, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I want to, I'm not going to watch a YouTube video in the car. Just not People right, constantly right. hit me up and they're like, Hey, what about a video podcast? I'm like, those don't exist. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm like, they don't exist. You either have a YouTube channel with a video show or you have a podcast pick one. There's no video <laughs> podcast. It doesn't exist. There may be a podcast that has a video on while the podcast is recording with a video element. That's still not a video podcast. And we can argue this out as long as you'd like to, but I stand my ground. I create content around this whole process of saying, 
why 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 video podcasts don't exist on here so it's yeah. picking a medium and meeting your audience there it's, it's mm -hmm. social media 101 right. where does your audience want to be do they want to watch stuff do they want to listen to stuff do they want to do a little bit of both well they both? need to have a youtube channel and a podcast mm -hmm. in 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 my opinion yeah 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 absolutely absolutely um yeah no i mean i love i love podcasting i really enjoyed it i launched this podcast a little while ago like i've tried it I've tried it a, like probably a couple times over the last few years, but now like I'm really getting like, I'm really enjoying creating this content now. And I've found a way to sort of repurpose and, and sort of connect the video side and also the podcasting side. So, I mean, I definitely urge uh, creators to start thinking about that. I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, NFTs because that's something that you're like really diving into. Um, if you guys are watching this on video, you guys see I have a MetaMask account now, which is like <laughs> trying to figure this. I was just trying to figure out, okay, what is yeah, a wallet? Let's go. What is, what is a wallet? Like, man, I was like, all right, we're gonna get, we're doing, we'll do, we're, we're just gonna, we'll segue from. <laughs> we'll segue. Here. We'll segue. Let me, I should send you uh, here. Let me send you my Open C so we can. All right, see all right. Send, send me your Open C. My collection of failures and successes <laughs> here. Hold on a second here. Send it um, over. Send it I'm over. Gonna, I'm gonna send it here on. Um, you guys can do it's all public and you can share the link if you really want to. Uh, oh, right. it's opensea.io forward slash podcast launch guy. Imagine that. There you go. Um, okay, you so go. so I first learned about an NFT from Gary V. Uh, yeah. and I heard all the teasing about V friends and all this. I didn't, I just didn't know. Again, confused mind says no. So I Especially, is it okay if I share this on screen? Yeah, 100 right, right, cool. So I went to um the day of the launch it was launched on May 5th. It didn't, it was delayed a couple of days and anyway, it launched. And at that time it was, I think it was one and a half ETH, which was about 3,500 bucks, I, I believe. And, um, I just didn't know enough about it. And I could Rob, I couldn't go in and buy an NFT with my debit card. I had to go set up a wallet and have ETH. And it was just a lot. And I'm like 3,500 bucks speculation. Mm -hmm. I love Gary, but I don't know, like, eh, I don't know. And I closed the freaking browser out <laughs> So for actually, it would have been like half an ETH. I'm sorry. It was like 1700 bucks. Mm -hmm. So, um, you should have, could have, would. I slipped on that, but wow. so did Fanzo. So I'm not alone. So did Gary <laughs> Henderson. I'm not alone. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not alone. But anyway, that was my first exposure into V Friends. And then when it sold out, I realized how I, I legitimately royally screwed up. Like I did not, you know, get in, you know, and it's, 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 uh, should have, could have, would have. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I continue to remain curious. I think the first NFT that I bought was, um, and it was an NFT. Uh, it was on nifties.com and it was a pro skateboarder. I'll send you the link here in a second. It was a pro skateboarder and it was like a video NFT, okay. super dope, great graphics. And the guy's name is Kevin Spanky long. And, um, hold on a second. I'll share this with you. It was really dope and really cool story here. Um, but, um, see here there we go okay so that's the first nft i ever bought it was 500 bucks okay over on nifties nifties operates on the palm blockchain so i could go okay. in there i could buy something with my with my debit card on here so i'm like oh my god these are gonna sell out i want to get in i had like i had like ptsd look how dope that is ptsd so cool. from missing out on v friends so i was like i got to get in here so i went over to nifties i bought this nft for 500 bucks what i didn't know was that this NFT came with a physical skateboard too. So I now have this skateboard signed by Kevin um, nice. uh, in my living room, which is super dope. That's so pretty cool. You, so yeah. that was my first exposure to utility. Buy a, buy a, buy a JPEG or a video, or a, this is a, probably considered a GIF. 
And the utility immediately is that there was only a hundred. I got one of a hundred. I don't even know if they ended up selling out. I think they're like three bucks now. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The utility was that I got the physical skateboard and I could hang it on my wall. And every day I'm like, look at my NFT on the wall, which I thought was super cool. cool. My second one was, um, I believe was on OpenSea was my good friend, uh, a local artist, but world renowned. His name is uh, Lebo, L-E-B-O. If you scroll that right there, uh, the third, third one over. This guy. Um, yeah, yeah, he paints, you know, Nor- Norwegian cruise lines, cruise ships, has murals all over Miami, does all kinds of incredible work. If you watch, if you've watched ESPN in the past, his brother is Dan Lebetard mm-hmm. uh, from the uh, uh, from the highly questionable, previously highly questionable show. Uh, so he's an, a local artist here, does incredible work and a good friend of mine. And I'm like, you know what? I want in. Actually, that's pretty cool because I paid uh, 200 bucks for that and it's oh, five there you go. now so i didn't nice. even go and look at it. so that was the second one that i bought i bought it because number one i like it number two um i uh, i like his work he's a friend of mine he's local here and he's an artist that's trying to figure out the world of nfts from mm-hmm. there i think I, I just started jumping on like the draft king drops and some more other nifty drops uh nifty's did another drop of um the matrix so if you go here, oh, right there. That. Okay. Right. Yes. If you click on my whole, let's see the rest of them there. You see, um, uh, you'll see actually, no, the matrix aren't going to be on open seed. That's They're going to be on nifties. So I just sent that, that actual link to you on, on messenger there. Okay. So the cool part about those, I didn't know anything about it. I was fanzo and I were in, in line to buy all these the day we bought it. In fact, it was an, an NFT, NFT bizzle here in Miami. And, um, you could buy five at a time. I think they were four. 50 bucks a pop. So I bought all five. And then uh, like a month later, you could feed them the blue pill or the red pill. And then they turned into actual avatars. I don't know what the glitch in the matrix was. I think they had a glitch in the system with the NFTs or something. So they gave us those cats. I still have no idea what these are going to do. But if you scroll down, you can see, I don't know why the matrix ones aren't showing up, but maybe it's just actually scroll all the way to the bottom. So these were, these were base characters and then you can dress them now, you know, how you can pick how they are. So I, what I think is going to happen with these, my prediction is that these mate, what's Warner Brothers is going to, in fact, I think Warner Brothers bought Nifties. I don't know if that's confirmed yet. But oh, I'm okay. sure. So you see, you saw Space Jam, you see the Matrix, yeah, yeah. you see they're kind of going along the lines of, <laughs> yeah. you know, if I own the NFT, I can watch the movie early. If I own the NFT, right. I can get right. on Clubhouse and have conversations with the cast. If I own the NFT, I can get physical Matrix merch based on my favorite movies or exactly what I'm doing. I got that for sharing a tweet. That was actually my very first NFT. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I shared a tweet. They did some what's it called? It's again, it's worth 75 cents. Doesn't matter. It's one yeah. of the first ones you have no idea. When we're thinking of the macro, what's this thing going to be worth 15 years from now? You know, who knows right. on here? So this has been all speculatory, but I think what's going to happen with like an example of the Nifty's collection is that they're going to uh, they're going to put those characters in the metaverse and Warner Brothers is going to have a very active role in the metaverse where you go watch the brand new Matrix movie and then you go back home and you put your goggles on and you put your 2D gaming on and you go and you buy tokens and you're able to utilize the actual characters in the movie as yep. actual characters in the metaverse and play and gamify that whole process and I'll be compensated accordingly because people will be using my characters and buying tokens to utilize my characters in the metaverse. I think that's the long and short that's of it. That's the way it is. Yeah. 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 And that was kind of Fanzo's prediction too. We both got five. I think he he got four. I got five. Because when mm. you get in, you like there's a waiting room, and you get in the waiting room, and it tells you how many people are ahead of you. I think we waited literally all day because we were texting back and forth all day. Like <laughs> how many more? I'm like a thousand more to go. Um, and then I just started interviewing people on NFTs, uh, and then I, I've air, I've been airdropped a bunch of different ones on here. But like you know nice. the, the Raptor Project. Um, 
the um yeah the uh the yeah the raptor project that was somebody interviewed on the on the on the show mm -hmm. these are all part of those cast of characters that's a raptor those that's are cool man. Uh, those are another one uh board bunny was a rug so complete failure absolute so they did their first uh, they did a first run great success sold out immediately you bought it for half an eth it was worth four thousand immediately if you sold that you totally won now the giraffe tower nft i'm actively involved in it's my good friend gary henderson you may know gary yep. and doing some great things does a lot of work with fanzo too yep. um, i own five giraffes that uh, puts me in an elite status allows me to do specific things within the community having access to gary etc so that's my most recent investment third eye apes they're trying to work on what they're doing shack gives back was a was a holiday uh, Shaq gives back. I'm a huge Shaquille O'Neal fan. I just like the guy. He played for the Heat. He's an all around good human. Um, he's really good friends with Gary. Gary had him on the podcast. They talked about it. I bought one. It cost me like a hundred bucks. hundred percent of the proceeds went to the Shaquille O'Neal foundation. So that's awesome. I bought it because of that actual utility. You never know what Shaq's going to do in the future because you're a holder on the first generation of, of what they're doing. Um, and then I would say the rest of them have just been an absolute other than just conversation. Somebody's gifted them to me. Um, I've had them on the show. I got that one at South by Southwest um, a couple of weeks ago, typical tigers. Um, these are all the Royal society, a dear friend of mine from 20 years ago, gifted me. So it's a combination now of me investing into the projects, people gifting them to me because they know I've got a podcast and I will, I'll go and talk about them. But that I've also been following, I'm in a lot of uh, different mastermind groups and that one right there on the very right hand side, Meta Bounty Hunters is my most recent win. I would say it's probably the best win. If you go to Mount, 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 Meta Bounty Hunters right on the top there, click on the collection. There we go. Uh, you'll see that the floor price is 1.45 right now. Um, wow. I paid about 1700 bucks for my for my meta bounty hunter at the end of February. I got a lead from a guy, a uh, brilliant entrepreneur doing some really cool things. Uh, Dan Fleshman Simon does these events called Elevator Nights, and he's good friends with um, the leader of the mastermind that I'm in, Apex, Ryan Stuman. And he said, I, I just invested in a bounty, uh, meta bounty hunter. Grab yours. I really think this project is going somewhere. They did $43 million on their initial launch. And I think they're going somewhere. When a guy set like that says something like that, you listen to it. So I immediately forked over $1,700. Completely mm -hmm. uncomfortable. You're paying $1,700 for the unknown. The unknown. And now yeah. look at the results of what's taking place. And then uh, the rewards, um, the reward tokens start this week. So they'll be paying us out as for, for actually being whole holders on that first round start being paid out where they're actually give they're actually paying you sending money to your crypto or sending crypto to your wallet where you bought the nft and you're being compensated because you actually own it and these meta these meta bounty hunters will be utilized in the metaverse and people will actively utilize them to bounty hunt in the metaverse but this is the first generation of first round i met all the founders that night they were doing dan was doing elevator event uh, it's perfectly orchestrated because he did elevator nights miami does them all over the country if there's ever one in your area, make sure you go. Make sure you go, um, yeah. And mm -hmm. um, they, they, this was all tied into really, they, they were the sponsor of the event. There was a big after party here in Miami. I met the founders. They said they, one thing that really stuck out, they have not, they have not spent one nickel from the project um, on wow. anything except for development and what they've done. And they haven't taken payroll. They haven't done anything like that. They're dumping it all back in. The idea is to be able to create a solid NFT community for creators that allows them to make money for being part of the community. And that is the utility there. I don't know. You can't argue with that, Rob. Buy no. the NFT and make money because of the NFT. And all these staking opportunities now where I, you can take an NFT and I like my giraffes are a great example. Like the utility token for the giraffe tower is G leaf. That's the token. So if I go stake all of my giraffes, all five of them, I get half a G leaf coin every single day. 
that adds up after a while when you've got five when you've got five you giraffes. Five, yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus events and access and the community and opportunities and networking and AMAs and living in the Discord. So again, I am literally sharing everything that I've experienced. Oh, I love it. I love this thus far with NFTs, but it takes a lot of speculation. It takes a lot of just diving in. It's you know, do you like the work? Number one, number two, for dealing with PFPs and and it's gonna there's gonna be so much more utility involved with 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 nfts this is just one component image right. jpegs are not an nft they're just a utility utilized at you know within the entity they're the actual asset that you're that you're buying but when we look at like ticket sales you go to yeah. Ticketmaster, you buy a ticket you go resell that ticket Ticketmaster never makes a dollar ever again those days are changing forever yeah. same thing with yeah. artists as well if i come to your house and i go rob i really love that painting on the wall you're like it's for sale it's a thousand bucks and i'm like great here's a thousand bucks and i take the painting home and i have a dinner party in my house two weeks later my friend's like wow i really love that painting and i'm like oh, my buddy rob just sold it to me he's like really I'm like yeah a thousand bucks he goes i'll give you two grand for it I'm like done take it i take the two grand you never see a nickel of that yeah, ever again yeah. all of that's changing with nfts now smart contracts right yeah right. yeah yeah i'm learning all of that yeah it's um one of the things that um, I was listening to somebody and basically the way that I'm because I'm trying to frame this in my mind, like, well, I get I get it, but also I don't get it. But then somebody said, like, it's basically a way for, let's say, for um, V friends. It's like a it's like a loyalty program or Correct. it's like it's like the thing you can make. You can make the NFT and then whatever that NFT gets gives that person access to. You can make it whatever you want. Like it can be. A membership, a party, an event, a conference, a mastermind, like the NFT itself has value, but the value is what it gives you access to or what you can get with it, right? Because it's Correct. like a it's like a loyalty card kind of right. thing. It's like a VIP card. Almost. Well, that's gonna be that's gonna be next too. That's it's yeah. already happening right now within the within the hospitality space. If you oh, own the okay. NFT, you have spent. Gary did it for the sushi restaurant. So in, like the Hilton NFT someday, or like the Marriott NFT. Like oh, Gary, oh, it's already in the works. Gary's already done it with a sushi restaurant that isn't even built yet in New York. Oh. <laughs> he did seventeen million selling the NFT to a restaurant that isn't even open yet. And when you buy the NFT for five thousand, you still have to buy your sushi when you go to the restaurant <laughs> it's like but so guess what if i own the nft and you don't and you and the wife want to go because you're going to be yeah, in new york yeah. i can mm -hmm. lease you that nft mm. yeah and, there the, you go. and the original creator gets paid forever i get paid everybody gets paid thanks to smart contracts block the blockchain is going to continue to what is going to continue to provide transparency Mm, yeah, in every transaction, yeah. everywhere we go, our driver's license, our social security, our contracts we sign, the way we buy houses. I mean, I don't know how many, you know, how much need there's going to be for attorneys as you know it. it becomes a yeah. two party versus three party situation. Of course, attorneys will always be needed. We'll always yeah. be needed on here, but it's this is making that that world that much easier. Yeah. But Gary's an incredible example of being able to do what he's done. I mean, the guy was up to a point where you know his creator fees were paying him about a million bucks a day on mm. resale of V friends. I mean, I don't know if you've checked. You know, one of the main components of owning a V friend is that you get a ticket to vcon that's right it's happening, yeah, yeah you know that's that. happening now and yeah. now those tickets are up for resale on open sea to the tune of fifty seven hundred dollars a ticket crazy so you can go to you can go to vcon but you're going to pay six g's to get in yeah that's crazy that's and crazy gary's getting paid every single time every one single of those time. tickets reselled absolutely yeah. so yeah it's buy the nft get a free ticket if you own the ticket and you own several tickets and you want to sell those tickets, go sell them. Cool. Gary still makes money every single time that happens. Yeah. So yeah. no, that's, um, that's um, fantastic. It's, the, it's the, really good.
the second round of this collection is coming out soon. So it'll be interesting to see how that all happens and what it takes to get into. Yeah. But don't, don't sleep on a project, you know, and you feel really good about don't sleep on it. Just dive in and uh, just know that, you know, it's like gambling. So just know that you may lose the money. Everything yeah, you yeah. see on my disclosure, I, right? Full disclosure guys. <laughs> 80% of you, the, the stuff you see on in my portfolio is, is our failed projects mm-hmm. or, projects with great potential that I've interviewed people and had, you know, they've sent me the information, but yeah, just hashtag disclosure. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know anything. I don't know. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So full disclosure, make sure you guys are doing your research here. Also, if you guys are listening to this and we're talking, me and me and Sebastian are talking about like what we're seeing on the screen, just head over to, uh, to Spotify or YouTube. You guys will see what we're seeing the video version of this conversation. Um, because yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Like the art itself is really it's like really well done. Like it's really beautiful, you know, art. Um, sure. Some of them, some of them, some of them, some of them, some of them. Well, this um, is teaching me how to get, you know, how to, how to, I'm, I'm involved with NFT communities yeah. so that I can build an NFT community. Exactly. So I'm learning how it's done right with all the components from the, you know, from what you're actually utilizing as a utility as, as your, or what's the actual asset uh, to the discord, to the Twitter, to the community. What are you providing to them? What's in it for them long-term? So those are all the things that I'm, the furthest that I've come is, is being able to identify an artist and get some initial concepts created for the asset. That's the extent of it or where I'm at, but you got to start somewhere imperfect action. So I've started there. So I'm looking forward to, we will be, my, my goal is to be able to build a utility to unite podcasters everywhere together. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, as we wrap up two uh, questions for you, Sebastian, um, a, um, the first one is uh, if somebody is, you know, listening or watching us right now and they want to get into NFTs, they want to start doing some research. I feel like you can't really be sort of like, you know, just like putting your toe in because like you said, it's very, it's very like volatile. You could, it's like sure. gambling, right? Like it's, it really it's investing. Is. So you got to do the research. So where, what's the, like, what's the best way to start researching? Just going on Twitter, following Discord servers for yeah, the different... You know, you, YouTube is a tremendous resource for yeah. NFT education. I'll, a lot of Gary stuff is incredible to be able to go and consume. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'd be I'd be remiss not to say subscribe to the NFT Sucks podcast. You can yes. do that at nftsucks.co. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob will drop that in the chat. I that'll, will, yeah. That'll, that'll allow you to subscribe. Leave a review, too. It's just the right thing to do. It's, and it's... Uh, subscribe. Um, join the news newsletter, too. We do blogs weekly about around the topics of what we're actually talking about uh, and then go with, go to coinbase and set up an account coinbase and once you do that um, go buy ten dollars worth of bitcoin and you just have it sit in your wallet or go buy a hundred bucks worth of ethereum and mm-hmm. let it sit in your wallet and just see what happens because mm-hmm. what's happening now is you can go buy crypto and then you can stake that crypto and make money based on staking your crypto and then you can also borrow against your own crypto for you know one or two percent a year it's just insane where this is all going with being able to say hey listen is my money better off in the stock market or is it better off buying crypto staking it being paid for my money i get you know one of my bitcoins out over at celsius i get paid six percent i mean what account pays you six (laughs) percent on your money ever you're lucky if a bank gives you one percent there's a lot of banks come up these days maybe half a percent one percent etc but still that's those are peanuts on here so when you're looking at where we're going with all this in fact celsius is an incredible um 
is an incredible solution. You know, they, they're, they've coined the phrase unbank yourself. So mm. the ability to go buy, buy crypto, stake it, and then borrow against yourself is just remarkable. And I had some time to, I spent some good time with the Celsius team, uh, which gigantic, gigantic company and continuing to grow well over, I don't know, 700 people on the team now and wow. growing exponentially and really blazing the trail of what's taking place and what's next uh, for, uh, for, for crypto. So here, I'll send you a link here. I think yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Something on your yeah. So really dive in, do your research. You know, yeah. if you are interested in it, yeah, like that's that's good advice. Uh, create your wallet. That whole process for me, honestly, took like two weeks to figure out how do I create a wallet as a Canadian. You know, uh, it's kind of silly, but like, where do I create the wallet? Coinbase. MetaMask, all that you, stuff. Yeah, you can do that too. So you just want to set up a Coinbase account. Then you want yep. to set up a MetaMask account. MetaMask, it's very, it's a very easy, simple process. You got to do exactly. And then connect it to open. You'll be able to, once your MetaMask is set up, then you can connect it. But very important, when you're setting up your MetaMask, you're setting up a password. And they're also giving you a secret seed phrase this secret yep, seed yep. phrase needs to be guarded with your life i mean fanzo i'm not even kidding you our good friend brian fanzo literally has his in a safe deposit box half of it in a safe deposit box and the other like buried somewhere in the hills of virginia like <laughs> that's how much he you like, want yeah. yeah you want to guard yeah. your seed phrase and don't give it to anybody no one will ever ask you for it the second someone has your seed phrase you're it's over. done deal done yeah. deal they can take everything in your wallet all your nfts all of your crypto and if you lose that seed phrase which i've heard so many crazy stories about then you definitely are up that one creek with no paddle yeah 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 you're done you're done yeah that's it's really good i didn't realize how big of a deal that was uh good thing i did uh put it away though um yes so yeah so okay so there don't you go. put so it on the internet don't fill out a google doc or your notepad no no, basically, no no some people actually there's engraving tools you can utilize and you can engrave it into a piece of metal because ink fades sometimes so there yeah that's is. the extreme there that's the psa when you're there's no password before. there's no reset like forgot no. your password thing no. yeah so you guys no. yeah so it's bye bye sure crypto bye bye yep, crypto yep. yeah so you got to make sure you have that um okay last question before we wrap it up here where do you think you know this fits obviously things are changing really fast but like podcasters nfts where's the where does the overlap where's the intersection how does that how do they work together how can they work together you know, I think maybe the subscription model might change a little bit. You know, you've got Patreon, you got these other paid gate type of content on where it's at. I think really think where it's at, it's like, hey, listen, if you own the it's never too late to start, Vaughn. Never too late to start. You can start right now today with what you got, where you're at. And yeah, uh, it's, Rob it's still very it's still very early stages. Rob I think, will share uh, the coin. Vaughn. Here, I'll share the uh I'll share the Coinbase, my Coinbase thing. I think they give you something too when you set it up. I'll give that mm. to Rob so you can get started yeah, yeah. today with that bond. Um, I think that what, what can what, what what may start to happen, and I don't know, and that's the reason I'm launching the NFT community because I want to do business with all community. I, I want to be in community with all podcasters, not just you know, kind of like what our you know our buddy JLD's done with Podcasters Paradise. Yeah. Like his goal was to bring podcasters everywhere together and teach them. But maybe somebody didn't go through our program, we didn't launch them, or we don't handle their production. Doesn't mean that we can't learn from each other and be part of a community. I really think that's what my NFT collection is going to be. But for podcasters specifically, I'm sure it's going to be a component that we're we're going to teach is that if you own the nft well then you have access to special content from that creator and i think that's really the road that that's going to go down um mm. and being able to again anything's possible anything you can dream of if you asked me a year ago or two years ago if i was going to create an nft collection and be able to try and unite podcasters worldwide together i would have told you i don't know what you're talking about you're but, crazy you know, yeah, yeah, yeah here here we are uh, in this you know we've been saying this for a long long time 
this stuff isn't going anywhere. We've been saying that since Web 2, and here we are, you know, 20 years later, it's not gone anywhere. Now we're on the new frontier with more momentum. There's never been a more exciting time to start something, to do something, to get started today, to open up a Coinbase account, to figure out what's next. And you got to remember, if you're listening to this right now and you're learning about this right now, you are so incredibly blessed and lucky to be able to consume this content right now because you are probably of the like eight to maybe 10% of people that are inching their way into understanding what the rest of the world is absolutely clueless. My mother calls me daily and goes, honey, what's an NFT? She's 75 years old. So the world's curious. They want to know. So if you're consuming this content right now and you're listening to this content right now, you are here for a reason. And I implore you and beg you to take this information and go do something about it because you will thank your future self, business, family, life, D, all the above, because you consumed it early. You were what's called an early adopter. I'll leave you at that, Rob. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. So, um, Sebastian, thank you again. <clears throat> this has been awesome catching up, uh, connecting. Thank you for all the information, guys. Pleasure, go, make sure, go make sure you check out all the podcasts, especially the NFT one, the podcasting one from Sebastian. I'll have all the links in the show notes, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks, brother. Thank you, brother.